When the population gives up their liberty for, emer- for an emergency, tyrants make everything an emergency. Enter Joe Biden. We'll get to that. A major university has been fined by the Department of Education, and not a little bit. Uh, you will be absolutely shocked as to why. And I'm being sarcastic there. You won't be shocked at all. And the state of New Jersey poses a question. Why do teachers need to know how to read, write, and do math? This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving, great holiday. Hope you had a great long weekend. I know we did. We had a fantastic long weekend. You'll notice I didn't uh, do podcasts last week. That's because uh, my stepdaughter was off of school and she likes to sleep till 11, and I figured, you know what, it's Thanksgiving, we'll take the week off, I'll work on my book, which I did, and uh, just forget it, just go off. Well, because it was Thanksgiving, and because half of my family, both on my side and my wife's side, are screaming leftists, you knew there was going to be some conflict, and we, we, I heard about it left and right. Now, some of my family is just young. They're just young and dumb. So an 18-year-old sitting back and saying, well, the poor indigenous people, we shouldn't be celebrating Thanksgiving, which should be a day of remembrance and blah, blah, blah for the indigenous peoples, blah, 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 blah. And notice, I said indigenous people. They didn't say Native American because I just keep telling them I'm a Native American, 100% Native American. And they get mad when I say that, but they decide, oh, the indigenous people... Blah, blah, blah. We also got into the big argument. There was one argument that was about uh, my, my cousin. For some reason, he just picks political fights with me. He does this every time because he knows I'm a right-wing conservative. He knows I'm a constitutional conservative. He knows I defend capitalism. He knows I love capitalism. I love the United States. He hates the United States. Africa is so much better. You've heard me talk about him before. For some reason, he just came up with, well, the reason the healthcare system in the United States is so terrible is because of capitalism and we're trying to keep the black people down. I just, and my buddy there, he's he's Hispanic and doesn't know Dick. So that wasn't much, I wasn't going to get much of an argument from him. He just laughed. And I, I sat back and I just shook my head. I said, dude, Really? I said, well, where is there a better healthcare system? And of course, he comes up with Canada. So I said, dude, um, Canada's healthcare system sucks. Everybody in Canada knows the healthcare system in Canada sucks. If you have cancer, it's going to take you three months to go see a doctor. They ration their healthcare. It's terrible in, in Canada. For some reason, only Americans think Canadian healthcare system is good. All Canadians come to the United... And he actually admitted, well, yeah, if you need to, to to get healthy, if you've got a broken bone or something, you come to the United States if you have the money. It, well, yeah, because they don't... They ration their health care in Canada. So, but anyway, let, that goes beyond the point. I mean, he basically, by the end of the conversation, he ended up agreeing with me. By the way, he ended up doing that four or five times this week because then he started going on climate change and all that. We bought a car. We bought a car. That's where climate change came from. I bought a Camaro. 
I finally decided to buy a sports car, so I bought a Camaro. And he said I should have bought a Tesla because of the environment and climate change and all this stuff, and we're heading towards a towards another ice age, and we need to stop it now. So I, I nailed him a couple things. So I said, you said another ice age, so we've had an ice age before. When did that happen? And he said, you know, two billion years ago or some some crap. He wasn't sure. And I said, well, if we had another ice age, did man have something to do with that ice age? We said, well, no. I said, well, that's the point. The climate always changes. We're going to have another ice age, whether we drive a Tesla or not. And then I brought up, of course, the Tesla's made out of heavy metals that use slave labor to mine. And then it's sent to China, which uses slave labor to build your battery. And then it sends it to the United States. So I said, basically, because of your iPhone, your Tesla, and your... Uh, your Nikes, I don't want to hear about slavery, which he always brings up because he's black. I don't want to hear about slavery. And basically that killed the conversation. But here here was my point. I said this to him. When he talked about healthcare, he said, well, the reason the healthcare system is bad in the United States is because of capitalism hates black people and they make it to oppress black people. Now, I, I said that is the dumbest argument for two reasons. One, the healthcare system not only affects black people. Contrary to the popular belief, there are a lot of white people that can't afford healthcare, and there are a lot of white people that have problems with the healthcare system. So to sit back, matter of fact, I'll, I'll go so far as to say this, more white people have problems with the healthcare system in mass numbers than black people do. So that's an asinine thing in the first place. The second place is the assumption that the reason capitalism the reason the United States and capitalism has a crappy healthcare system is to hold, hold down black people is stupid because here's a secret. And I told him this, this, this is the secret. White people don't care about black people. White, unless you're married to a black person, you really don't care about what you're going through. Okay. Just like you don't care what we're going through. I do not care about anybody except my family. Nobody else. I, If my wife is sick, if my daughters are sick, if my grandkids are sick, if my stepkids are sick, that's where I'm worried. That's when I'll worry about the healthcare system. But the fact, if you really think that the healthcare system is there, that we white people hate you black so much that we are going to craft a healthcare system that's going to disproportionately hurt you, you are ethnocentric. You've got serious narcissism issues. Because here's the reality. We really don't care about black people. I don't want to hear about your slavery. I don't want to hear... I didn't enslave you. I had nothing to do with it. I had nothing to do with the sin. And the reality is I'm worried about my world, just like you're worried about your world. You don't care about me. That's fine, too. That's absolutely fine. I don't hate you. I don't like you. I don't care. You're not my problem. My problem is my immediate life, my immediate family. That's what I have to be concerned about. And I am not, and people, I am... 100% sure people are not thinking, how can I craft this to F black people up? That just doesn't happen. 
And then the other thing, uh, we I, there was a big argument with um, there was a big argument with the seventeen year old because the seventeen year old kept talking about indigenous people and Thanksgiving and all this stuff. And I shut her down very quickly. I sat I sat back and I told her I said you you're you're bitching you keep calling this a genocide it wasn't a genocide it was a war. The indigenous people fought a war with the Europeans. The Europeans won. You lost. Okay, and she's not even Indian. She's not even indigenous. So I'm not exactly sure where she's coming. She's Mexican, which means she actually has Spanish blood in her. She's got white in her. So she's not, She, according to what she thinks, she doesn't have much indigenous in her. But she probably does. She has some, probably, she's Mexican. She probably has indigenous and Spanish in her, which would make her part white. Here's the thing. Get over it. You guys, one civilization fought another civilization. A prime example is New York. The indigenous people sold New York to the British, and then they wanted to take it back. And the British said, no, you sold it to us. We gave you money. We gave you what you wanted. It's ours now. And then basically, the, the indigenous people saw how important New York became. They wanted it back. They started a war. The British kicked their asses. And that's it. The, the, the thought that the Indians, that they were all peace, love, and the environment, and all this crap, it's so old. It's so boring. And it happened like 300 years ago. Listen, you got your ass kicked. Get over it. Nobody cares. Same thing with slavery. And this is where I, whenever... It, Anyone who talks to me about slavery, I just roll my eyes. And they get annoyed that I roll my eyes. It's like, it happened, we, we've been, slavery, the slave trade ended in 1815. Slavery ended in 1865. 700,000 Americans, mostly white, died in a civil war to end slavery. Yes, we had Jim Crow another 100 years, and guess what Jim Crow ended 60 years ago. Get over it. And the funny thing is these people who sit back and argue this never experienced slavery and never experienced Jim Crow. As a matter of fact, the people that did experience Jim Crow that are still alive typically are the happiest people on earth because they're free finally. I know my my um, my stepbrothers, my stepbrothers' parents, they're the happiest people in the world and they remember being in segregated in, in in segregated world where they had to drink from the right water fountain, they had to sit in the back of the bus, they couldn't vote because they couldn't read, things like that. This stuff did happen, and these people they got all their rights and they never had a problem since. I, I, I mean, they had problems because they were racist in the country, but it gets to a point, guys. You're bitching about something that happened. 50 to 150 years ago and didn't affect you at all. I don't want to hear your opinion about it. And by the way, these are all the same people that think the, po the political and economic system of tyrannical countries like China are good. Here's a reality. There are more slaves today than there were in the 1800s in the entire world. There are more slaves in China than there were in the entire world in the 1800s. 
There are more slaves today in the world than there were during the Roman and Egyptian empires. But we're ignoring it. You're wearing your Nike. You're carrying your iPhone, all made by slave labor. You're driving your Tesla. Where do you think that battery comes from? All slave labor. Here's the secret. Don't talk to me about slavery. I, I mean, I'll, I, I always play them in my dumbasses, talking politics, uh, dumbasses of the day segments. And we'll do that again. Not race today, but we'll, yeah, it is race today. But it's, don't talk to me about that because I just don't care. It, it's, there is no slavery. Uh, the Indians got their asses kicked in a war. The Indians started half the war. Again, I, I bring this up. Every time we go through this crap, Yes, 90% of the Indians got their asses kicked during, they died during the war with the settlers. Um, 30% of the settlers were killed by the Indians. 30% were killed by the Indians. Why? Because the Indians were at war with the settlers. Do you know what the Indians could have done? Not be at war. They were defeated. It was civilization against civilization. Their civilization sucked. I mean, these guys didn't even have the wheel. Their civilization sucked. They were a dying civilization. Syphilis, herpes, uh, TB. They had all these diseases. They were dying off. It's estimated that the entire population in North, North, and South, North and Central America was less than 8 million. They were dying off. They, though they really don't know, but they say, they say it wasn't 100 million Indians were here. That wasn't the case. They were sick. They were dying off because they had no technology. And we're sitting back and we're, 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 we've got to worship these guys the Aztec Empire murdered 80,000 people in one month because of human sacrifice. They were cannibals. The whole concept of scalping came from the Indians. The Indians used to kill the people, then scalp them. No one talks about scalping anymore. That was something that they did. When we used to play cowboys and Indians when I was a kid in the 70s, scalping was a thing we used to talk about. It's stupid. So don't talk to me about racism because I don't care. Don't talk to me about the Indians being in genocide, which it wasn't genocide. It was a war between two civilizations and the Indians lost. Get over it. And I don't feel bad for them. Okay, I don't feel I'm sorry. I don't feel bad for them. They, they wanted to fight a war. We fought a war. They got their asses kicked. The reality is Thanksgiving is, a, is proof that the, Ameri the people that came over here didn't just beat the shit out of them. The Indians helped. We helped. They got along. Heck, the Spanish worked with the Indian tribes to fight against the Aztecs because the Aztecs were victimizing other Indian tribes around them. That's just a fact. So the, the Spanish, the English, they weren't going out to kill Indians. That wasn't their goal. The Indians decided to attack. They decided to keep a war up. Yes, we yes, the, the Europeans brought diseases that the Indians didn't know how to deal with. But here's here's a here's a news. And by the way, that's what they call genocide. But here's the reality. The Spanish and the English didn't know they had those diseases either. So that's not genocide. Okay. I just don't care. And I personally don't care because one, uh, I got my own problems. 
And yes, I'm an individual. I no collectivism here. And two, because you guys got your asses kicked, get over it. The Indians, Indians getting their butts kicked, that was over, that was close to 400 years ago. Are we still talking about that? Most of the tribes were beaten down the first hundred years in this country. And we're still talking about it? Get over it. Okay, so let's get to, let's, let's take a look. Let's get to some news because we've been gone for a week. Okay, so let's get into some news. A couple of news stories that are kind of big. So a uh, ceasefire between Israel and Hamas has taken place. Uh, the idea is that it is just a ceasefire. It will start up again. It should be started. The war should start up probably in a couple of days. And the point of the ceasefire is to uh, release a bunch of hostages. They figured about 10 a day. That's a total of 50 hostages. In return, Israel will free a bunch of terrorists and send them over, total of 50, and then the war will start right over. Now, I, I'm thinking the reason is they're trying to get terrorists out. They're trying to get hostages out, and then they'll go out and kill them. And the reason they're releasing some of the, the hostages, the, the, some of the prisoners, these are not, all the people they're releasing are terrorists. They've committed crimes. Most of the crimes have actually been recorded. As a matter of fact, there's a montage on Twitter that shows what these people they released actually did. And they were some terrible people. A lot of them were stabbings. One get one old lady that the media is making sound like an angel actually drove a car bomb and an acid bomb. She got injured in that. So she was doing life in prison. So they released those, and I think the reason Israel had no problems with releasing those people is because they're just going to kill them once they get once the war starts up again. And the war is going to start up again. So this is only matter of fact; it's probably going to start up again day after tomorrow. So far, uh, thirty nine hostages have been released. Today should be, I think, today's supposed to be the last day of hostage release. So thirty nine have been released. And then uh, the part of the deal was Israel wasn't going to attack, bomb, or use any kind of surveillance surveillance from um, drones. Of course, the one of the reasons why the Hamas wanted this, they wanted to get more fuel in there so they can fight better. They wanted there are a lot of lead, Hamas leadership that are stuck. And Israel has been killing a lot of Hamas leadership. So I guess they're trying to figure out one of the reasons they don't want surveillance is because they're trying to get them out of there. So it gives them about five days. Uh, chances are Israel will just start up the war again and it will get more brutal. But be prepared. You're going to see a lot of this. And by the way, this just shows you how bad keeping hostages are negotiating for hostages. I mean, what are they going to do? They're going to try and capture more hostages. One of the hostages was a four-year-old girl. Of course, the propaganda machine in Hamas was going. They were they were telling the little kids while on camera, wave, 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 trying to get the kids to wave, you know, even though they were terrified for the last month, month and a half. They were trying to get the kids to show that Hamas, oh, they treated them so well. They did not treat them well. As a matter of fact, 
the people that were released are now saying what they did. And apparently, it's pretty brutal. So, uh, be prepared. The war's going to start up again. And then we can hear how uh, bad the Jews are, how bad Israel is, and how great Hamas is. Derek Chauvin, while he was in a medium-security prison in Arizona, was stabbed. Uh, apparently, the stabbing was pretty bad. We don't have a lot of information on it yet. Um, they had to use life-saving techniques to save him. Why he is in a prison where he can get stabbed, I don't know. But he is. Uh, we don't know anything about his condition. I, we're assuming he's alive. We really don't know much. His mother did speak out, which says that he probably is alive. But this guy is serving 20 years in prison for something he didn't do, of course. Derek Chauvin is the guy who supposedly killed George Floyd, except George Floyd had no damage to his neck, back, or head. So apparently, and was had twice the amount of fentanyl to kill a horse. So... I, they they put him in jail as a sacrifice. But, I mean, this guy, he should ask for a new trial, and he should get a new trial. I don't know what they're doing with this poor bastard over there. And I don't know what Derek Chauvin, uh, my understanding is, he's not a great guy. But should he be in prison for 20 years for killing George Floyd? No. And he didn't kill George Floyd. That's That's the kicker. George Floyd killed himself. Finally, in last bit of news, a an oil tanker that is sponsored by an Israeli oil company was taken by Iranian-backed uh, pirates in Yemen. It didn't go well for them. The United States Navy went in, uh, retook the ship. The pirates were obviously not very well endowed to take this ship. There were only five of them. The United States got on board. They they captured all five pirates. Uh, I, I They're probably going to send them to the country of that tanker. I'm not sure which country it's from. But this is one thing the United States is going to have to do. Attacks on United States uh, military is still going on. I believe it is over 70 attacks. And the United States is hitting here and there. They're barely touching these the Iranian-backed terrorists but you know at least the united states is doing something we can't just allow these people to go in and do whatever they want okay so let's get to our first story um there's more of this that's going to come and this is all because of covid emergencies 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 the united states population because of covid decided to give up their freedoms. And what tyrants typically do is if they see that the population will give up their freedoms for emergencies, then everything becomes an emergency. So according to Fox News, President Biden has invoked a Cold War era law in a surprising move Friday to pour taxpayer funds into domestic manufacturing of electric heat pumps, an alternative to gas-powered residential furnaces. In a joint announcement with the White House, the Department of Energy said the federal government would award a historic $169 million for nine projects across 15 sites nationwide in an effort to accelerate heat pump manufacturing. 
the significant level of funding was made possible after Biden utilized the 1950 Defense Production Act to increase the domestic production of green energy technologies. By the way, none of those technologies actually work. And that's the whole thing. You're giving these people all this money, and that technology, if that technology worked, it would be in homes already. The technology is slow. It's inefficient. It takes a long time to heat a house with electric uh, heaters. And um, it's expensive. So this is not going to go well. Okay, continuing. Quote, Getting more American-made electric heat pumps on the market will help families and businesses save money with efficient heating and cooling technology, said Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm. These investments will create thousands of high-quality, good-paying manufacturing jobs and strengthen America's energy supply chain while creating healthier indoor spaces through homegrown clean energy technologies. Today's Defense Production Act funds the heat pumps manufacturing uh, manufacturing show that the Biden administration is treating climate change as a crisis. It is. This is, I'm sorry, that's from John Podesta, the White House energies are. These awards will grow domestic manufacturing, create good paying jobs, and boost American competitiveness in industries of the future. And Ali Zaidi, who serves as the Biden National Climate Advisor, said the president was, quote, using his wartime energy powers under the Defense Production Act to turbocharge U.S. manufacturing of clean technologies and strengthen our energy security. So in other words, what essentially this jerk-off did, he took money that was that Congress allotted to something else and said, oh, we're at a war against the sun monster. So therefore, let's take $169 million and use it for big companies like Copeland, Honeywell, Mitsubishi, and York International. Let's give them all sorts of money to create these heaters that use electricity because we need heaters to plug into the wall in an electricity grid that is from the 1950s. So, yeah, that's going to be great in Minnesota where it's minus 30 degrees and we have to wait for our electric heater to, to warm up. And then we have to keep the electric heater on 24-7, sapping the energy grid that can't handle it. This is just, this is illegal. And no one's going to sue over this. It's not that much money. $169 million these days, that's not a lot of money. Amazing. Uh, that's not a lot of money. It is, it is illegal what he's doing. He can't implement the Emergency War Powers Act when we're not at war to because to help a bunch of corporations make heaters. But that's what this president does. He's a tyrant. He makes a he is like FDR and Woodrow Wilson and Xi Jinping all combined. So, you know, here we go. There we go. I mean, this guy is trying to get rid of everything. Now he's he's, he's been trying to get rid of furnaces from day 1. Okay. Well, We'll see how that works out. Here's, I wonder why this group is being... So, for some reason, our entire educa- upper education system is bad. All our college systems are bad. Students are leaving with $250,000 in debt. 
But the Biden administration has not found any reason to go after, let's say, Harvard or Yale or Columbia or Berkeley. He's decided to go over this school because they're overcharging. So let's let's read this one. This is from Fox Business. Phoenix-based Grand Canyon University, the largest Christian university in the U.S., announced its plan to appeal a $37.7 million fine imposed by the Department of Education on allegations that Arizona, the Arizona Higher Learning Institution misled students about the cost of a doctoral program over several years. Oh, really? Oh, really? So what they found was the DOE found that the, the university had lied to 7,500 former and current students about the cost of their doctoral programs. And how much were those doctoral programs? Between forty dollars and $49,000. That's what they're talking about. So instead of charging the students thirty million or thirty thousand or thirty-five thousand, they charge them forty thousand. Well, of course, um, Grand Canyon University, which is a private Christian university, I think they're Catholic. Okay, they don't, and, and they do teach more secular than anything else. But you can assure, rest assured that your kid is not going to end up um, going from a man to a woman at this university. They don't do that. And I know that because my stepdaughter is going to go there. Um, they've decided that they're going to go after this university for, because they, their education costs between forty dollars and $49,000 for a doctoral, for a doctoral degree. Um, Harvard charges $200,000 for a doctoral degree. UCLA charges over $100,000 for Why aren't they going after those schools? And I'm sorry, forty to $49,000 for a doctoral degree is cheap. What are they talking about? And what kind of doctoral degrees are they going after? I mean, if you're going after, I would assume that a medical doctoral degree is going to be a lot higher than, let's say, a doctoral degree in dance theory. So what exactly are you attacking here? Of course, we don't know. But the university says this is just crap. We're not going to tolerate this. And I, I've talked to a couple people from there, and they said, yeah, no, there, there's nothing illegal about what they did. They're just, being, they're just being attacked because they're a private university, they're a Christian university, and they don't go with all the indoctrination that a lot of the other universities go. How can they, I, I swear to you, people from Harvard are leaving with $250,000 debt and not able to find a job. They're serving me coffee at Starbucks. But they go after this university? Come on. But we're going to see that if you don't fall in line with the state, the state is going to come after you. Okay, speaking of, uh, well, let's see, what other story are we going to talk about? Oh, let's do this one. So speaking of uh, indoctrination, according to the Daily Wire, the Girl Scouts of the USA is set to offer a four-part, quote, racial equity, end quote, training series to volunteers and parents focusing on, quote, internalized racism, end quote, and, quote, white supremacy culture, end quote. 
The 111-year-old organization created to serve America's young women appears to have adopted critical race theory, the divisive ideology that has taken root in America's schools and corporations. The four-part series is set to begin on December 13th, will start with virtual lesson titled, quote, Foundations in Racial Equity, end quote, before launching into Foundations in Internalized Racism a month later on January 16th. So understanding and decentering white supremacy culture will take place on February 5th and will be followed by a final lesson titled Navigating Change, Power, and Equitable Decision-Making in Late March. Incredible. You know, here's the thing. Leave the kids alone, but they can't. You know, this is the Girl Scouts and the Boy Scouts, the Cub Scouts, they already have to let opposite sex into their into their organization. Now they've got to teach this crap. And by the way, they've done this already. Um, the, later in the article, it says, the decision to offer racial equity lessons mired the dogmas of critical race theory comes after the Girl Scouts announced earlier this year that Scouts could learn an LGBTQ plus Pride Month patch if they attend a Pride Parade memorize a poem written by an author who identifies as LGBTQ, or, quote, read the Stonewall Uprising in 1969 and its importance to the LGBTQ plus community. So they're already teaching. I mean, they're not after your kids, though. They'll tell you they're not after the kids. So we can't get critical race theory or critical gender theory into the schools because people are bitches. So we'll put it in the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts. You can't take your kids anywhere. You can't let them go to school. You can't let them go to the Boy Scouts or the Girl Scouts. You can't let them watch TV, but they're not after your kids. Absolutely, absolutely incredible. You know, leave the kids alone. I think that's what it comes down to. Just leave the kids alone. Speaking of not being able to send the kids to, uh, to school... Uh, here's a, <laughs> it just keeps going according to the day. I mean, why would it, why, if you don't want to send your kids to school because you don't want them taught critical race, or you still want to send your kids to school, even though they're teaching critical race theory and they're going to make your little daughters into little sons. If you still want to send them to school, you should think about not sending them to school because the teachers don't know how to teach the basics of an of education. They don't know how to teach math. They don't know how to teach reading. They don't know how to teach writing. They don't know history except the history from critical race theory or from a gender perspective. New Jersey has decided to make that law. You don't have to know any of this stuff. According to the Daily Wire, one of New Jersey's main teachers union is calling for the end of the basic skills test for certifying teachers. The basic skills test is math, reading, and writing. That's what it is. Now, it's not an easy test. My ex-wife took it. She failed the math test about three times. Now, she's an idiot, so I'm not surprised she failed. But she shouldn't be teaching if she can't pass that test. Because that's a crap that she has to teach the kids. The New Jersey Education Association 
NJEA is advocating for the demise of Praxis Core academic skills for educators, reading, writing, and math. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy signing of SB of S1553 would eliminate the requirement. NJEA called the test, quote, an unnecessary barrier, end quote, hindering the alleviation of teacher shortages. Quote, what the New Jersey Department of Education adopted changes to the administration co- administrative code around teacher certification. It missed an opportunity to eliminate this requirement, which created an unnecessary barrier for entering the profession. Um, an unnecessary barrier? A teacher doesn't have to prove she knows how to read? A teacher doesn't need to prove she knows how to write? A teacher doesn't need to prove she knows how to multiply and divide and add and subtract. This is the whole problem. Now, this this does not apply to all teachers, by the way. Not all teachers have to take this test. If you have a master's degree, you don't need to take this test. So the people that are taking this test have the minimum credentials. They have to take it so they can act like they have a master's degree. But now you don't even need that. And then we wonder why most of our kids can't read at grade level. They can't write. I mean, I I swear to you, I'm looking at some of these kids and their their writings because I do a lot of writing correction, a lot of it. And it's just amazing what I see. You've got to be kidding me. They basically, whenever I get a, a, a letter, I had to do a form letter. I had to do for someone. I had to help them correct a form letter. Can you make sure everything's spelled correct? Sure. The letter was completely wrong. It was formatted wrong. It was, and then I, I said, this is all wrong. This is how you format a form letter, a, a, a form letter, a business letter. This is how you set it up. I, I, you can look it up. Word does it for you. And you still left it up. And she handed me, the girl handed me the requirements, and I read the requirements. This is all wrong. I would never send a business letter like this. I said, if you want to change it, change it. But I'm telling you, if you ever send a business letter like this, you'll be laughed out of the business. This is crap. Of course, she sent it the way I told her to send it, and that was good to go. But, I mean, these kids don't even know how to do And she wasn't a kid. She was 27 years old. These people don't know how to do the basics because they're not taught the basics. I never did this in in school. Yeah, no shit. This is terrible. So, you know, if you haven't had any, if you haven't had any training and and if, if you have kids and you need your kids to learn something so they can be successful... Get them out of the schools. Get them up. Get hell. Get them out of any of the organizations or institutions out there, and train them yourself. There are many ways you can do this. There's a reason that homeschooling has gone up twenty percent, is because these people don't know what they're doing, and they're destroying any of the standards, and they're not replacing the standards with anything. So I just get a degree, which, by the way, are worthless. Because these degrees, they don't teach you anything but indoctrination methods. There's no, you can get out of a Cal State or a UC school and not be guaranteed you know how to read. 
not be guaranteed you know how to write professionally. Because, you know, Word corrects everything for you. So you can you can do that. And then you have you can get a job as a teacher and not have to prove you actually know how to do what you what your job requires you to do. Standards are there for a reason. Okay, so let's get to our dumbasses of the day. All right, so this was the tragedy of me not doing a podcast last week is you've got all the dumbasses that are actually talking about Thanksgiving and how evil Thanksgiving is. And and I I love it. And it still falls. What I said in my introduction today still falls into place. Um, We, the settlers came, the colonists came to the United States, came to America. They faced the Indians. They had a war with the Indians and the Indians lost. Get over it. That's just how civilizations work. Persia did it. Russia did it. The Soviet Union did it. Uh, Egypt did it. The Greeks did it. The Romans did it. The people of the, the colonists of the United States eventually did it. The Spanish did it. They all did it. It's still continuing on in Africa. In Africa, there is one civilization constantly conquering another civilization. As a matter of fact, the slave trade involved civilizations in Africa, African black civilizations in Africa, conquering other groups in Africa, lesser groups in Africa, so that they could take those people and sell them as slaves. That happened. Now, a lot of people don't believe that. They'll hear that. The whole movie, The Warrior Woman, or The Warrior King, or The Woman King, whatever it's called. I think it's called The Woman King, was all a BS lie. The entire movie was a BS lie because that tribe that they were talking about was actually a civilization. And with the women warriors, and the reason the women were warriors because they didn't have enough men. And that tribe enslaved other tribes and sold them on the slave trade market. No one, t- they didn't talk about that. The war between the British and this tribe, I can't remember the tribe name because it's kind of a complicated name. I'm not even sure I can pronounce it. That tribe actually fought the British because the British had a blockade to stop the slave trade. That was never mentioned in the movie. Even the Washington Post, which praised the movie, sat there and said, yeah, it's not accurate that they were actually trading slaves and the British blocked them. The British trying to take over the tribe was not something that was happening. So here's the thing. Everything changes. History always changes. These people are always changing history. So, of course, everyone's got to go on a rant about Thanksgiving being an American evil holiday. And here's one. This one's a little longer, but... it's so funny listening to him. So we're going to listen to him. Uh, it's about three minutes. So let's listen to this first guy bitch and moan about Thanksgiving. 
It just feels so gross that in a couple of days, we're gonna celebrate Thanksgiving in like the comfort and safety of our own homes, surrounded by people we love, eating way more food than we would normally eat in a week. We're gonna eat in a day, right? Um, based on this holiday, that is like a wildly revised tale of like what actually happened, right? We learn in like elementary school that like the indigenous people taught the white settlers how to farm and harvest and the white people showed thanks and they and they ate and feasted together and to show their, you know, they lived in harmony and lived happily ever after. And like we obviously, I don't need to go into detail, but like we know that that's not actually what happened. And like we know that like the white settlers like used the indigenous people's like kindness against them and you know, genocided them and now we live in this white supremacist nation and our white supremacist government continues to harm and harass indigenous people. Like we know that. Okay, I lied. I couldn't go a full three minutes listening to this dumbass talk. Um first off, here here here's the thing. Um no this guy obviously has never eaten in my my place because I don't overstuff myself. The food just ain't that great. And I'd rather and I have to drive a long way and the last thing I need. So actually Thanksgiving for me at my age, I do I really don't eat that much. Uh, second thing, everything he said is just a BS lie. The people who the English, the first Thanksgiving, um, that Indian tribe never fought the, uh, the settlers at that point. That is, as a matter of fact, that tribe, the war, the chief of that tribe that worked on the first Thanksgiving ended up actually working with the settlers throughout his life. And that tribe never really went to, never went to war with the, with the settlers. That tribe eventually died out, not because of the settlers, that tribe that had the first Thanksgiving died off because of just disease. They just died. They did catch diseases, but that wasn't genocide. So what he's saying, he doesn't know anything about the first Thanksgiving. And first we're going to listen to, and I'm going to give an idea to these people. I'm going to throw an idea. If they have nothing to be thankful for, I'm going to give them an idea. I'm going to give them a piece of advice. Because I think... If they just followed my advice, they wouldn't be so bitter and angry and pissed off and everything. And they wouldn't try and change our history and stuff. But they're just trying to get rid of Western civilization. That's it. And so they decide to change the history and make Western civilization terrible. And by the way, that's not what they're teaching. What he is spouting is what they're teaching in school. They're not teaching about the friendliness of the Indians and the settlers when they first occupied. It's true that the, the Indians and the settlers got together after a while. I mean, because the Indians did not trust the settlers at first. It got together and, and taught this. That's all true. But again, the settlers didn't war with them. That wasn't the goal. Those were the pilgrims, for Christ's sake. The pilgrims were nothing but peace. And they weren't attacked by the Indians. They didn't attack the Indians. That never happened. But the schools teach them the crap that he's saying, and it's none of it's true. Let's listen to this one more broad, and then I'm going to give my advice. 
Hi, it's Luna, activist teacher here, and I know that everyone is getting ready to celebrate Thanksgiving in America, but I want to remind people that this is a white supremacist holiday for genocidal maniacs. It should be a day of mourning, and you should celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day instead. What I do is that I get together with my friends and we have a day of mourning. We do have the typical food of mashed potatoes and stuffing and gravy. Uh, everything is vegan except for the turkey. And we get together and we cry over the cranberry sauce. And of course we do a land acknowledgement and state that the land does, that we're standing on does not belong to us. Although I do feel like I have a right to be there because I'm 142nd Hotep. Okay. So this broad proves my point. She's an activist teacher. She calls herself activist teacher. And she spouts this crap in cl class. Here's the thing. This is what they are teaching in schools. That's another, not another commercial for homeschooling. I don't know what is. And all she's saying is, is BS. Here's the thing with history. History is complicated. History is violent. Great movie line by Brad Pitt. Ideals are peaceful. History is violent. And that's absolutely true. History is also complicated. It's not as simple as we are were evil and they were good. That, it, that's just such an oversimplistic, lazy way of looking at history. Even, even if you look at the Civil War, the reasons the Civil War started was very complicated. It wasn't a simple... It was slavery. It's not, there's a lot that went into that war that started that war. It wasn't just slavery. There are lots of things. The North, for example, knew they would win because the South didn't have the economy. The South wanted to separate because they were jealous of the North over the economy. It wasn't just slavery. And, and these people, they go out to simplify history. It's not that simple. Now, here's my advice. First off, for these people that oh, we, they stole the land. Now, I know this gal, she, she went to three protests, so therefore she deserves her land. Three protests. That's what this gal, that's why she deserves to stay in her house. But did she really? Give up your land. Give up your house. Hey, we're all on stolen land, right? Give up your house. I don't think so. I'm not giving up my house. F you. I'm a Native American. I've lived here. This is my house. Anyone comes near my house, I'm going to shoot them. But you you seem to think you don't have a right to your house. Well, I mean, you have a right to your house because you went to three protests. But my thing is, no, give up your house. Same with the white guy before. By the way, these are all white people that are talking about this. White supremacy and blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, give up your homes. Give up your land. Give up the beautiful house you're in right now. You don't deserve it. And the second thing off, just don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Celebrate Thanksgiving the way you want. Okay, do whatever. You're already indoctrinating the kids. We already know you're indoctrinating. It's going to be up to those parents to sit there and say, no, teacher, teacher, activist teacher is full of shit. Don't listen to her. She's a dumbass. But just don't celebrate it. Leave everyone alone. I'm going to celebrate Thanksgiving. I got plenty to be thankful for. Whether this, this, just miserable human, these people are just miserable.
There's just, it's sad. No wonder the suicide rate on the left is so high. Okay, I hope you guys have a great day. Lots of stories left. We'll talk tomorrow. God bless. This is Gene. You've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>